Thank you so much for pressing play. My name is Kim Kardesha, and I am so excited that you're interested in hearing the message of the week from the horses. Today, I am in with Delilah and Annie, and the message that the horses kind of conspired together to have me learn about today, kind of, we can liken it to the three R's. I think those were reading, writing, and arithmetic, old school, um, you know, elementary school type thing. And the three R's that they were sharing with me had to do with reaction, response, and rut. And we might define these a little bit differently than maybe what the dictionary would. Response, I'm going to kind of incorporate correspondence in that and that our horses ideally when we make a request of them we would like them to respond and to have a little bit of communication and interaction with that be attuned to each other so really that's I think the ideal way that we can interact with our horses and how they will answer our invitations Another way that they can, um, I don't want to say respond, because another way that they can um, answer the invitation is by reaction. And a reaction, I would term more something that if they're a little bit, if their cup of worry is a little more full and they're more on the scale of the fight, flight, freeze end of the spectrum, that when we extend an invitation to them, they would have a reaction. And the other are rut. Oftentimes, I think if they respond or if they answer enough with a reaction, they're going to develop a rut. They're going to develop a pattern of giving us the same answer over and over again because kind of their body takes over and that's what happens. And for the definition of both rut and reaction, we're going to take away that there's thinking and interaction with us. So hopefully that all made sense. I'll, I'll, I'll say it one more time without having all of the explanation. So basically, the horses can react, and if they react enough, it will cause a rut. And ideally, what, would we, what we would like them to do is to respond when we extend an invitation. And Missy, actually, I can use some of what she does to help illustrate this point a little bit, because I was noticing that I could extend an invitation, I could take up a little bit of slack in the rain, and she would automatically turn her, turn her head in that direction. But it wasn't a bend through her body, turn her head, it was kind of a disjointed reaction. And so that's, eventually I saw it as a reaction too, because after she did that, 
if I asked her to move, she would take two steps and then she would pull against the rein that I had asked the question with. So I would pick up the rein, say I picked up the right rein, she would go, oh, she would bend in the neck and kind of crook her head to the right, take two steps and then thrust her head, pulling, rooting really hard to the left against what I had asked. And so that's where I could turn that, oh, now she kind of has a rut. She just has this pattern if you know you keep the invitation going for more than two steps i am going to go against it or if you don't let me stop moving after two steps i will root against you so carefully we want to try to interrupt this rut you know the reaction that has caused a pattern so that she can respond and have the time to think and correspond with me so that we can have harmony. We can be attuned to each other. And I think, you know, we can develop those same patterns as we go throughout our lives, even without the horses. We kind of go on autopilot often, and if we do that enough, we develop a rut. And nothing is necessarily wrong with the rut unless it takes away some of our experience of life in another area. If we're not really being present, we're just kind of going through the motions and it happens. And one of an example where I think it, it, to me at least it can be a good thing, is oftentimes when I'm driving, I can go on autopilot a little bit because you know I've been driving for quite a few years and I have some of those responses and some of those ruts in you know if somebody if your car starts to swerve or something you know how to how to get it back or you're you know how to handle the gas and the brake without having every conscious moment on it and sometimes that's where you know i know i'm not the only one some of us have road thoughts because we have enough of our brain in um, being employed by driving and the other part, the creative part, it can go a little bit. Sometimes people have shower thoughts, too, or bathroom thoughts. But if we ever want to experience something different, like if I'm driving through construction and I don't really know where I'm going, I'm going to be much more focused and deliberate. So there's a time and a place to really bring all our focus in together and there's a time when we can let it blur a little bit in the rest of our lives. And probably that, that will go with the horses too. They just haven't showed me that yet. But um, I think we can really incorporate the lesson that they shared by recognizing that if there's some place in our lives that we're not getting what we truly desire, we might want to back up and see if we're falling into a rut because we have too many reactions rather than responses. So thank you very much for listening to what the horses shared today. Delilah and Annie are over here now, and I, I think they would like to say goodbye. <laughs> so hopefully, if you would like any more inspiration, you will check out our Facebook page 
at Hidden Promise. Our website is Confidence Through Connection. And we all hope you have a great week. Bye for now.